Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Has a dark horse in the running back room. Jumped from out of the frame to the leader of the pack. What was the name of that horse that did that a couple years ago at the Kentucky Derby? Remember he was 80 to 1? Trying to remember what that uh, pony's name was. Um, but no, no. From, you know, from out of the frame. Right. From out of the frame. Like, you, you, know, you don't get talked about the last tenth of, of the race, and there you are uh, crossing the finish line. I may be watching some ponies this weekend, by the way. Really? Maybe. Yeah. It's a rich strike. That's, that's yes. what I was going to say. Oh. Because, and then I just saw the horse when I was at the Derby. Is that right? Yeah. Got to pet it. Is it, you, you, you were petting rich strike. Yeah. Did you pet what? it? Yeah. Or did you get cuffed? Huh? Did you get, I was really with Manning. I was oh. with Manning. Do what we want. Oh. Oh. I'm with him. Oh. I'm good. Okay. You usually you just can't like walk up on American right. Pharaoh and start right. petting her. No, like, no. Me, uh, yeah, we we're hanging out with Rich Strike. That's um, and love uh, it. Yeah, so that was that was really cool. It's just like it blows my mind. Just they're how big and like you look at their muscles and just yes, oh, it's like unbelievable when you get up close. You just don't realize just no it. fat. I'm not a horse guy, right? Yeah. So, but it's just like so impressive. Um, so yeah, I got to pet it. I uh, love yeah. that for you. Yeah. Uh, I'll be up to next uh, close to some ponies this weekend. I'll, oh, that's I'll, so I'll, much I'll report fun! Back, but yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be on NBC the oh. Saturday afternoon. The Travers, love it, yes, love it. Me and maybe like sixteen other rowdy individuals for a bachelor Perfect. party. It's gonna be completely out of control. Um, but uh, a dark horse, dark horse in the running back room. I think it's fair to say Jaleel McLaughlin coming in here. James Merillat from DenverSports.com says Jaleel McLaughlin has been the best running back at training camp and the best running back in the games and says that uh, 28 years ago, Mike Shanahan had an open mind and was decisive in starting Terrell Davis over veteran Rod Bernstein. And James says, quote, in Shanahan's first season as the Broncos head coach, this is the end of his piece I'm reading, in Shanahan's first season as the Broncos head coach, he sent a message. The best players will play. Contracts don't matter. Draft position didn't either. It was a merit-based equation. This approach led to two Lombardi trophies within Shanahan's first four seasons. It discovered one of the best players in franchise history. Peyton needs to take the same approach. It's plain as day, according to James. Merrillat says, be bold. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Wow. Okay, Spike. Trust what mm. has been evident. Jaleel McLaughlin is the Broncos' best running back. Make him the starter. End quote. Look, he's been he's been good. It's hard to just say that you know he's been the best running back at practice. Like, um, you know, we're, we're there every day. Not everyone's there every day like we are. Okay, mm. and um, so. <laughs> We see it every single day that it's hard to evaluate running backs in practice. They're not tackling. They're playing two-hand touch, which is fine. But how do you evaluate who's the best running back? Now, who's been the best running back in two games? I mean, okay, okay give it to him. But Javante's had, you know, three carries, four carries. Yeah. P. Ryan's looked good. Yeah. Um, 
I say that's that's a little bit of a jump there for me. Do I think Jalil McLaughlin should make the team? Yes, I do. Do I think that um, we could see him on the football field the first week of the season? Yes, I do. I think there is a place for him to um, play meaningful games. But also, like you, you have to earn your coach's trust. It hasn't been enough for me to say, from what I've seen so far, to say, yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to make you the starter. The starter. We're talking about being the starter. For the Denver Broncos. Yeah. First game of the season. Like, let, let, let's just find a role for him somewhere on the on the football team and see if he can get that game, that trust, and continue to make plays, you know, when he's playing against, you know, starters mm. and not backups. Okay? So there's a process here, and I'm not ready to all of a sudden leapfrog him in front of P. Ryan and Javante Williams and just make him, you know, the star <laughs> against, you know, other starters. I mean, goodness gracious. <sighs> 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 I mean, James could go from like zero to 140 like, like this. Like no one like, else. I mean, dude. He like, wants to be the first to plant the flag right, on the moon. Yes, yes, exactly. I think that was well said. I think that you're you're all over it. It's like, let's just let it play out. Like, yeah. we, like we've... You know, CISO's talked about Jaleel McLaughlin forever. Yeah. And so he was on our radar. We liked what we've seen from him. And um, it's been great. It's been great. Everything that's been advertised, awesome. Yep. Love it. Yep. Um, but now, you know, James got to take it, you know, like. Like only James can. Yeah. What, what do you make of it? No, of course not. He can't be the starter for the Denver Broncos right now. No way. In front of, no way. No way. In no way, shape, or form. And guess what? If it's not Javante, it still wouldn't be J- Jaleel. And that's no disrespect to Jaleel. It's Samaj P. Ryan. And by the way, I'm not so sure if like the game was like this coming weekend, if Samaj P. Ryan shouldn't actually be the starter and and split yep. carries with Javante until further notice. And we can evaluate as we go. But to leapfrog both of them based on training camp practices, which is I'm not saying James is a fool. He's not. He's a very smart. But to base this on training camp practices would be a fool's errand. Yeah, it would be that. And again, like you said, most of it, and I know he got a carry in the first half this past weekend, but to use his performances in the second half of these games against the projected worst team in football's backups, uh, and then in addition to the Niners' backups, which is obviously better, but still, that's not enough to put a rocket on this guy and say you're now the starting running back for the Denver Broncos. Nope. Nope. But I'm encouraged by what I've seen. Yes. And, and, and this is why I don't like the conversation, because then it seems yes. like you're putting right. a wet blanket yep, yep, on yep, him. Yep, 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 yep. And we're not doing that. No, no, no. We love him. Like, we've been talking about him because of Cecil. Yes. And been watching him and been so excited about him. But now, you know, if, if almost like you said, it feels like we're being negative towards him, but not at all. Not Just at not all. the starter. Not right, right now. now. Not right now. And if he turns out to be a absolute baller during the regular season and the other guys aren't carrying their weight, we can have those conversations, this but is, it's premature. Yes, this is not like, hey, we're signing a contract here and this is the way it's going to be for 17 weeks. You know, you can change right. from week to week. Right. So it's not like, let's make him the starter. So, I mean, I think this is what you have to think about if you're Sean Payton. So if you make him the starter right now, which is just it's ridiculous to even be saying it, but we have to. Uh, and you, you, he leaps from Javante Williams and Samaji Piran, who's looked great. And what happens if you know he goes out there and doesn't perform well, you know, against other starters, right? And not 
backups right. and, and, and plays well, then, then all of a sudden, you know, what are you going to do, cut him? Are you going to make him the third-string guy now? It's just a harder process to go through there. Just keep going with our two guys and sprinkle him in there yeah. and see what he looks yeah. like and see if he can handle it. Yeah. And, and then if he does great with it, then we just give him a little bit more. Sure. That's, that's just the right process. Yeah. You don't go from, you know, bubble to possibly making the team to, you know, day one starter when – you, you, you really haven't done anything. Yeah, you just no, you no, no, nothing, nothing. It's in, in, in big picture, no, right? No, no. And you've looked fine in preseason games. Yeah, but, but it's not like he went for a hundred yards either. Right. He went for forty-five yards on the ground. It's like he set the preseason NFL preseason rec- rushing record here. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Everyone's high on Jaleel. You know, James. He wants to be the Lewis and Clark of Jaleel. Oh, I was here first, son. Oh, yes. I was here first. You're Mike Evans <laughs> yes. You discovered him. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. I did think it was really cool. We'll have some James, uh, fun with James tomorrow and tag team and beat him up um, here on the yeah. air. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was it was uh, interesting at halftime. They did a little package on 9 News, and I didn't quite realize this, that the Broncos running back room is like a room full of record holders. All-time single game rushing performance against anyone. It was like 400 and something yards. Samaj P. Ryan against Kansas. Jaleel McLaughlin, if you total his stuff at Notre Dame, not like the one in Indiana, the one in Ohio, college in Notre Dame, and Youngstown State, he's NCAA's all-time leading rusher. And Javante and New York Jet running back Michael Carter tag team for the most single-game rushers from any one-two punch in any college football game of all time, which add that all up, it's like kind of unique. Yeah, very impressive. Love it. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what it looks like this year. And and also, I think um, you know you, you're gonna you, look. Sean Payton's not afraid to use multiple backs all over the place, nope. different formations, uh, but different personnel groups. So mm. you'll have a personnel group with with Jalil uh, McLaughlin in there, and and so I, I think we'll we'll. We'll see him enough early on and see what he looks like, and hopefully he continues to show because that that could be just like um, that just line yop that mm. came out of nowhere, yeah. and we've been looking for one of these running backs for a long time that can be a little bit of a dual threat, but mostly just ha- have a huge impact in the passing game, and if he can provide that, that would be uh, very nice. Yes, it would. No question about it. All right, uh, we know that Russell Wilson – and the Broncos' offense is the number one area uh, that needs most improving this season. So why did Sean Payton pull the quarterback early? He was asked about that. What do we make of Sean Payton's response post game? We'll play it and react to it coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. We used to taste that and Couple of kids in a Chevrolet. Not a shot guy. Yeah. Oh. Not a shot guy. But well, you're not a you're not. But not the not the not the brown, no. Not the no. brown. The clear. 
No. The clear. Some of that reposado. Yeah. That step up on the tequila. Yeah. yeah. You say that. You say I'm not a... What do you say? You're not a shot guy? No, yeah. That, no, that's, that's a lie. That's a lie. A lie? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not true because, like, you know, we're at Dreesen's a, a month or so ago, and then there you were. There you were. Like, oh, you forgot about that time, huh? And then, like, a month later, you're like, but you're not a shot guy. But seems like you are. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we now know uh, that uh, for sure that Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense – uh, is the area that, that needs the biggest shot in the arm. There you go. Right? Season over season. Worst offense in pro football a year ago. And we got the starting group out there. Sean Payton said, he told us beforehand that the starters were going to play 20 to 24 snaps. But after the, the first opening drive for the Broncos offense, it's 13 yards. Didn't set the world on fire. Or I said 13 yards. 13 plays. Typically, you see thir- a 13-play drive. That's like a 75-yard drive. Yeah. It was like thir- Not the Broncos. 13 <laughs> plays, 26 yards. Like, <laughs> that's like a yeah, – right? You're right. I, 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 I like, didn't even really think about that. Yeah, if you see, see 13 plays, you're t- if it's typically a, score, a touchdown drive that you know went you know near length of the field, this was like a 13-play, I think, 45-yard drive or something like that. 49. A 49-yard yep. drive. Um, <clears throat> and then Russ was out. And then, he, and then he's, his his day is done. I was like, wait, th- this is that's the only box we needed to check. This has been the league's worst offense. You said twenty to twenty four plays. This is uh, Sean Payton after the game talking about Russ's limited snap. Yeah, it's part of the plan going in. It was part of the plan going in oh. is to play him fifteen or so, and then get set him some work with the first group before we made the overall change, and then keep Jared in there. <laughs> Hold on. Get, get, like, get ready to play that wait, again. Wait, wait. Like, did someone say, excuse me? I or think did, or did, did someone, like, and he's like. I think I heard the person, and I can't tell who it is. They asked the question, and he said, you know, it's part of the plan. Is it like, what? It's like, oh, you didn't hear me? Right. It was part of the plan. <laughs> That's how I talked to my oh four-year-old son, or right. my five-year-old son. Yeah. Like, I have to say something twice. Yes. Oh, play that again. Yeah, it's part of the plan going in. It was part of the plan going in. That's good. Was him 15 or so. It sounded like Troy Rank. Say, what was that? I think that's what I heard, right? It sounded like a media member say, yes. what was that? Yes. Someone, I can't tell if it's Troy, but they're like, what? Yeah. Say that again? Oh, I'll say it again. Right. Now the spotlight's on you. Yeah, right. I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. It's part of the plan, you local minion. What are you doing? <laughs> Listen up. Oh, my gosh. That was too good. That was really good. Dude, it can um, come at any time. A Sean right? Payton curveball yes. can come at any yes. time. I'm here for it. Um, oh, Head on a swivel. Okay, Zach. I don't know, man. Listen. Russ needs to play more. Okay? He just needs to play more. So, if you got, you know, the offensive line out there and, and – the receiver's out there. Russ needs to be out there. Okay? So I wish Russ would have played more. That was a big disappointment for my viewing pleasure. Mm. Right? I wanted to see more Russ. I wanted to see what it would look like. Okay, didn't get it. I got it. But I think for the Broncos' offense, for Russ, the more the better. Okay? Um, and if the first group's out there, Russ should be out there. Plain and simple. I get it, but let me tell you, 
If it, if, if it ends up being Stidham, big trouble. It's, it's, it's just it's not going to be good, right? Stidham ain't the answer. Sean, you want to get him with the ones, and we want to, you know, uh, we paid him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's not going to be the answer. Uh, hopefully he can, you know, hold down the fort to a certain degree. But if he gets to Stidham, you know, it's probably um, – going to not be a good thing for the Broncos. Uh, so let's get let's get Russ as many reps as, as possible, and let's just let them just keep doing, you know, playing with the twos and stuff like that. But I just – that's really um, – was unnecessary in, in my view uh, that it just didn't really need to see Stidham getting any work because unless it improves a lot, I just think that that's going to go down as just a bad signing. You were all over it from the beginning. I got to give you a lot of credit. Um, pains me to do it, but I do. I give you credit because you're you were like you 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 hated it for a number of different reasons from the start, and it's looking like you're all over it. Didn't like the plan. Hate it now. Um, but you're right. Uh, if if Jared Stidham is playing, you know, more than two games. Uh, Broncos are probably in trouble. But to think that he couldn't be playing more than two games is probably a little bit naive, um, given that Russ has missed time for two years in a row for the first time in his career. We'll talk about maybe more of the backup uh, uh, battle, question mark, tomorrow. Because I know there's some folks uh-huh. saying, Ben DiNucci's better than that guy. That, that, that guy who's, you know, the number two, he's better. We can discuss that tomorrow. But uh, do you like? did you like that? That that plan there? Did you like Jared getting some work with no, the ones? No, 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 absolutely not, absolutely not. Because, like, the, there was one really big theme of the first drive offensively for the stars that I really, really liked. I loved it. Getting Russ out and running, he looked good. I think it's going to be essential for Wilson and the Broncos' offense this year. I don't think he's a good enough quarterback. Uh, in his age 35 season to sit there in the, in the pocket and dissect things. I think he was an unwilling runner a year ago, and I think the page has turned on that, and I'm so thankful because I think this offense is going to be so much better for it, and Russ will be better for it. But you know what wasn't great still? The passing offense. You're still going to need to complete passes at yeah. a high level. You're Russell Wilson getting paid $50 million a year, and I just didn't see enough of that in the opening drive that like inspired a ton of confidence in the passing game. The use the usage of the legs is secondary off the passing game, not vice versa. We're in big trouble if it's vice versa and Russ isn't going to finish the season. Um, but I still need to see success from the passing game, and we didn't see enough of it. Yeah, I like that. Um, certainly could uh, use more work on 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 that, and you know you're not going to have any more opportunities. Probably you're not going to you know probably play Russ this week, right? I mean, that's what you're thinking, and that's yeah, no. against, against the Rams or play the one. So um, I just think that, you know, you can get Sidham some practice reps with the ones if you want to do that. Um, he doesn't need to take the valuable reps away from Russell Wilson. Now, if this was year four here between Russ and Sean Payton, all right, yeah, but it's not year four. This is just the beginning. Russ needs all the reps that he can get. And you you make another valid point. Your third one um, Holy today, in the, just like remarkable day oh. for Zach By, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Um, that look, it, this this passing game. It, it wasn't like they were completing a lot of passes there. 
and doing a lot in the passing game and, you know, on time, on schedule, completion, completion, completion. And we just haven't seen that from this offense. Um, and so, so you could have worked on that a little bit. Yeah. Right? We could have used – I'd rather see Russ doing that than Jared Stidham doing that. And But it's – so that was a that was a little bit of a head scratcher because I, I th- really thought that like Sean Payton wants to get Russ a lot of work. Yeah, fine tune this thing. I mean, he got a lot of work. They yeah, got a lot of work yeah. in preseason game one. Why would you put the rest of the offense out there with Jared Stidham? But so 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 help me out here. Did that decision have to do more with Russell to, in a total vacuum, or did Sean Payton want to see Jared Stidham with the starters? I think he wanted to see Jared Stidham with the starters. I think he wanted to get Jared Stidham some playing time with those guys in case he has to play them. Do you think Sean Payton is, um, oh, is it naive, um, blinded here with, with Jared Stidham? Because that was his guy, right? His a, little guy. Bit, a little bit like he did with um, you know, Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. He's able to Taysom Hill. He fell in love with Taysom Hill. He did. He fell in love with him. Yeah. And Taysom Hill is a good change-up quarterback and a good, you know, gadget quarterback, a wildcat quarterback. But then he, he tries to make him his every-down quarterback. Yeah. He's, he's like, dude, the guy can't throw 40, 50 yards. He said when, when like, Drew Brees was still there, he said that our future quarterback is in the building right now. Yeah. And it's like, no. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. But he was in love with Taysom Hill. He was. Just and so is this like because Stidham's his guy? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just not. I don't know what you see in her, uh, but whatever. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I think I think it's Sean Payton's own hubris, this like incredible self confidence that like, yeah, that's what he is to you guys. But w- wait till you see him in my offense. I, I can get I can get blood from a stone. That guy can play, and he's already he's already told us this offseason, I think that guy can be a, a everyday starter in our league. Was it almost verbatim his quote? He said he's trending to be a starter in our league, and if you view him like that, and you're saying it into a mic, synced up with the actions on how they handled it the first day of free agency, it's not that crazy. Like when I asked you the question, you said I think it's more about Stidham. You're, I think you're right. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Like his, you know, but maybe. Yeah, it's um, th- those are valuable reps to me. I want I want Russ taking them with the ones. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I know like if you try to put you know Jim Sorge in with the ones for the Colts, you know Peyton would be like, "What are you doing? What do you think you're doing? That ain't happening." You know, I, I'm I'm with these guys, and then when I'm out, they're out. So that's um, it's an interesting one. Very. All right, the Broncos' offensive line, staying on that side of the ball, has turned into maybe the biggest question on that side of the ball. How do we feel after this weekend? Any better? Take a dive into it next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Show every day for years. 
Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. Yeah. And then come to find out, Jim Rome, who's a legend in our business, was up in Boulder this weekend dropping his kid off at college. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, me too. That's where I saw it. Damn. Romy. Romy. All right, we got our own Romy in town here. Romy Bean. Yeah. All right. Um, the Broncos' offensive line has turned into maybe the biggest question on that side of the ball. How do you feel after this weekend? Any better? No. No, Zach, I don't. Um, I think the only time I, I, I could feel better now moving forward is, like, you do it for a couple games. You show some consistency there, like, for 60 minutes mm-hmm. of football. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And I, I'm not expecting to be perfect. And this is kind of how I'm viewing Russ and viewing this offense. Like, how, how can you make me believe that um, – your competent offense. How can you make me believe, Russ, that you're 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 back on track? Well, it's not one game of good football. You got to put together a few good games, and it, like I said, it doesn't need to be perfect. I'm not looking for a perfection, but right. I'm just looking for good good football. And so, with this offensive line, I'm still very concerned with it. Uh, be, and I think you can get by with you know maybe one subpar receiver or running back, but. It's hard to get by offensively if your offensive line is subpar, and we've we've seen that um, over here. And, and you know, I think this so far it's been really disappointing because once again we put so many resources in it, and so many you get optimistic about it, and right. then you see what you've seen. It's like holy cow! Uh, but so. I think the way to do it for me is go out there for a couple games and go out there and play good football. And then I can start believing. But until then, I, I've just seen too much bad throughout training camp. Yep. And How now, about you? Uh, it, 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 one more question for you. Is it the number one concern of the football team? Well, Russ plays quarterback. So that trumps. I, 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 would, I would put Russ maybe uh, ahead of that because that's our storyline, right? I mean, it's can you fix Russ? Paying him fifty million, will he be back next year? Right, um, but it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Exactly, exactly. So need this offensive line to play better because if the offensive line stinks, we will give Russ a lot of passes. You know, you'll, you'll hear Merrillat, Raj, they'll be making excuses left and right. The yep. morning show probably will still be looking at the process or whatever they look at, mm. um, giving orange slices <laughs> out, and patting people on the back and saying everything is okay, <laughs> um, while we hold people accountable, um, and so. You need the offensive line to play better, certainly. Yeah, I mean, it's you're right. It's it's up there. Um, Within the line, who's the most concerning to you right now? Ben Powers. Uh, ben Powers uh, to me. And then, I mean, we could do a top five. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. You want to? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go Powers. From So from, from most concerning down. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, the next one's tough. I haven't seen a lot of McGlinchey. Obviously, he got hurt early on. We saw a lot of mistakes early from McGlinchey. I'm talking about our right tackle free agent that we picked up. I'll go Bowles as number two. Okay. We've seen struggles. We've seen how bad it could be. Fixed it, looked better. But he missed a lot of time last year. Now it's a new offense again. He doesn't look comfortable. It doesn't look like... Um, like we shouldn't worry about him on the left side. Then I'll go McGlinchey. 
and tied for fourth. I put Miners and Cushenberry. I guess I'm, I'm they're the least of our concerns right now. Which is so wild because if you were to ask me coming into all of this, who are the most concerning among the five? I would have probably said Cushenberry. He's probably playing for his job this preseason. Yeah. And then Miners, just because he's more of an unknown. McGlinch, you paid him $50 million guaranteed up to 90 He's going to be good. Uh, Bowles is a former All-Pro. You know, he's going to be fine. And then Powers, it's an upgrade from Reisner. You know, three years, $30 million bucks from right now. And goodness, make sure you timestamp this and don't misrepresent it because it's August 21st. There's time. But right now, he looks like a downgrade from Dalton Reisner. He looks like a downgrade, and I don't think I'm overreacting. No, no. Um, he's been bad. I, I think, like, we all see that. It's not us um, watching practice and someone else getting a different evaluation. Right. He's, he, he just hasn't looked good. Uh, but sort of like any other position, you can get better, you can improve. Sure. And, oh, and yeah. Hopefully, sure. hopefully that's the case here by, by week one against the Raiders. But so far, it's been it's been very underwhelming. Um, ben Powers has been at left guard. Bowles doesn't look uh, very good at left tackle. No, he doesn't. And it's an issue when, when the left side of your line struggles. You know, one guy struggles, maybe we can help him out. But when you got the whole left side struggling right now, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal when you're trying to – Incorporate a new offense when you're trying to get your quarterback, your fifty million dollar quarterback, back to playing at a high level. You, you need those guys up front to help him out. Did you see the graphic they put on the TV? I, I couldn't believe it because we've gone through. We said like, how many right tackles? And like Billy Turney, try to remember them all. They freaking put them up there, man. It was Ooh. this is since 2017. Uh, Cyrus Quanjo, remember him? Donald Stevenson, Alan Barber. I forgot about him. Menelik Watson. Alan Barber, that's my guy. I was teammates with Alan Barber in Seattle. He was here trying to hold down the right side. Yeah, I remember now. Menelik Watson, Billy Turner, Jared Valdeer, Jake Rogers. Forgot about that name. Juwan James definitely did not forget about that name. No, never, ever. Elijah Wilkinson, Calvin Anderson, Damar Dotson, remember showed oh. up in the basketball shoes? Because oh. his feet were too big, they didn't cleats for him? Yeah, initially, he was like a hoops yeah. guy. And then, you know, Bobby Massey, Calvin Anderson, uh, Billy Turner for a second time, Cam Fleming. I mean, goodness. Great. All those guys started games. Oof. Crazy. Crazy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, as we look at the entire picture of who this football team is, after their second and most likely last dress rehearsal. Where are we at heading into the season? That's coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. How is she liking that? Life out in Colorado. How is she wearing red? Round all them Denver Broncos. How is she making friends? Making red? I gotta know. How is she doing fine? Shout-out uh, Paul Swindell, who was in town over the weekend. And shout-out Kevin Kister, man. Because Kevin hit me, like, when did you text me? Sometime in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, hey, I got an extra ticket to Cole Swindell. You want to come with me? And I 
had already had plans and was actually heading downtown at the time, which was unusual. Um, appreciate you thinking of me. How was the show? It was who, good. Who did you text first, Kisner? Well, how many people did you text first? Who did you text first? Stokely or Zach? <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Wow. I got that text, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, Kiss. Who was first? I think Zach. Because oh! you like Cole Swindell more than Stoke. Uh, no more Venmos for you, buddy. No more late-night Venmos for you. But Zach, you missed out on a meet-and-greet, too. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Hey, did he kill it, or how was it? Oh, dude, awesome. He killed it. It was Cole and Thomas Rhett? Yep. And Nate, Nate Smith. But. Awesome. And then yeah. a couple, like, not a couple miles, like, less than a mile away, Ed Sharon was at uh, Mile High. Uh, which I heard was great, but it started at like it was supposed to end at ten. It didn't start till ten. Oh, opening act totally mixed. Uh, people waiting in the rain. Um, but uh, shout out anyone who was down uh, there over the weekend enjoying it, man. Uh, okay, we got uh, we got some good information here in this last uh, five weeks on who this football team is going to be. Now, we'll still gather some more. We got joint practices this week. Have no idea how they're going to be handled with the Rams heading into uh, the final preseason game of the season. And so you get through the second one, it's like, I'm done with preseason. And it's hard to believe that it wasn't 20 years ago that we were playing four preseason games. And it wasn't too long before that they were actually playing five preseason games. Thank God those days are over. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, it seems a little bit ridiculous now, doesn't it? That Very. Like, really, that many games? Why do you need five preseason games? Why do you really need four preseason games? Uh, but they're money makers, so they're hard to be taken, you know, away because they just make money. Yeah. Um, and, and it's owners all profit. Don't, owners don't pay players a lot of money for those games, and they charge fans the same amount for the tickets, right? So it's, um, it's a money maker for them, obviously, but... As far as product on the field, and, and it's just like, you don't need three. No. I mean, you don't need four. You, Do you probably don't. You, you probably don't. Yeah. You probably get away with just two. Uh, because you want to evaluate guys. You want to give guys opportunities to make the football team. Um, but I think two is plenty. Uh, you probably, like the Broncos probably know 99% of their roster. You you disagree with that? No. Oh, okay. No. Um I, that's just kind of, you know, my guess there. Usually, like, is one week going to change your opinion on, on somebody? Now, you, you might have a close race and a close competition, and, and that could be decided in a week, but is it ever really a tie? Is it ever really a tie? Or do you all, I mean, because you, you, you know, you like one kid more than the other. You, you, know, you, <laughs> you, you say it. You say, it. oh, I love them the same, but that's not true. Swear to God. That's not true, Swear. right? That is not, one of them's ahead of the other one. They're always, that's the way it is. One of them might have pissed you off. Go to the track and, you know, do what we do or whatever. Go to the racetrack. No, no, go oh. to the, the, a track near our house. My son gets on his bike. Oh, and we, you know, we, so you're going to go you know, bet we, the ponies on a, no. on a son. On a, just Sunday this afternoon. This is how you box it. Right. Okay. And try super fact right. box it. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lot more. <laughs> but no, we're going and I don't know what, what happened. I said, uh, <clears throat> who do you love more, Ash? Wow. Me or Owen. Oh. And she got very upset yeah. with me. Oh, really? Yeah. She's like, don't ever ask me that again. Like, don't oh. ever ask. She got flustered. Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah. 
Well, it's Owen for sure. For me, it's Mia. Like yes. power rankings, Mia right. has taken yes. over. Right, uh, has me wrapped around her little finger. Yes, um, exactly. But that smile, uh, it's tremendous. It's yes, I love it. Uh, what'd you make of the Broncos starting offense? Um, look, I've, 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 I like what I've seen here. Um, a lot more so uh, than where I was three weeks ago. I was really concerned and nervous, and I, I got it. It was early on, but, you know, we've been scarred around here watching this offense play p- very poorly, and it was continuing under Sean Payton. Russ looked, you know, like he wasn't comfortable, and so it was very concerning. As we progress, they've gotten better. Russ looks more comfortable. So I'm in a lot better spot than what I was uh, three, four weeks ago. What's the most encouraging thing about it? What's the most encouraging portion about this Broncos offense? Well, damn, Zach. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Trying to be nice today. Um, I, I, I don't. Like, because I'm encouraged like you, but I don't know if I see anything that's like high NFL level. In in, you know, in in any regard, right? Oh, am I just saying that in having that evaluation um, because the bar's been so low, and and what we're seeing is like okay, competent football. You know, it's just competent, like what we saw. Um, the the what was the 15, 13 play drive? Yeah, thirteen plays for forty five yards and then in a field goal. Yeah, forty nine. Okay, for forty nine. Give them those extra yep. four, man. They're, they're fighting and clawing I, I for those f- every yard. Uh, and and they kicked a field goal. One like we saw three touchdown drives or one touch two touchdown drives with Russell. Now all he played was one series. Uh, so you know, like, like if you tell me like what 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 sticks out to you? Um, I'm hoping that the running game does. Okay. I'm hoping that it does, but I can't say yes or no on that, right? Because yep. you know we just haven't seen enough of it, and and that that will happen during the season. Passing game wise, like what have they done in the passing game? Like, have we seen the the you know Russ just like two 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 picking a defense apart? No, um, no, like like not even close to that, no, right? Not even assembling, right? And and when it's like the offense is just kind of moving in the right direction, well, Russ. Ru- Russ ran for a couple touch. I mean, couple first downs there. So you know, you're staying on the football field. That's yep. good. That was that was encouraging. I, that was my favorite part of anything that happened on Saturday. And um, but overall, concerned about the line. Yeah, very. How do you feel about the tight ends? Um, you know, Dulcich made that one play. I, I I feel I feel okay. But can I come in here and say I feel great based off what? I mean. Troutman did a nice little lead block there in the RPO game. Troutman you know, definitely the starter. I think so. One. I think so. I think so. I do. KKFN, KKFN, HD one, Walmart, Denver. It's not even. Yeah. Make up our I know. Rules. I saw you looking up there. I'm just taking it today. Just taking it. Give me the ball. <laughs> it's mine. I got to apologize to our guy Ryan Harris because he was on the broadcast talking about Greg Dulcich. Like fantasy players really want to. No, you don't. You don't want to pick up Greg Dulcich. I'll talk to Ryan if I see him out at camp. That does like, not sound like an well, apology. Maybe. maybe that was, wait, where's <laughs> Cecil into the show? Hey, Cecil, how are you doing? Just no. Well, you guys are talking like, about Dulcich, uh, and I started thinking about how right our guy in there. Ryan Harris at Ryan Harris. Like, just, hey, right off the bat. Where, pick him up in your fantasy league. Wait, where's the apology to Ryan? <laughs> right. Apologizing suppose, to Ryan because he's wrong? 
Yes. <laughs> Why? What? You're apologizing for Ryan. Oh, you're apologizing. Yes. F- yes. So for you're Ryan. going to tell him you yes. apologized on right. his behalf? Right. I'll say, there Ryan, I apologized on your behalf. He's there still like six seven, right? And big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Nice. Ryan. Oh, nice. super nice. Oh my God. Are you oh. kidding me? It doesn't get nicer. No. Hey guys. Hey. How we doing? Good. I don't know. Uh, uh, who else is Cecil mad at? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anything else you want to finish with with, with, with the Broncos offense? I, I think that it's, I think we're seeing signs of life, but I don't want to make sure we come in here and it's like. I think that's well said. It's like, like okay. It's still below average, yeah. folks. Like, let's not think that we're, we're, yeah, I think it's still, you know. Uh, bottom 16 offense right now. And, and you could say wow. that pretty conservatively. I mean, we've seen five possessions. That's not a hot take, no, right? No, we've seen five possessions through two preseason games with the Broncos starting offense, and we've seen one touchdown, and that occurred on a on a fourth down in a 0-0 ball game, not really representative of what it will look like this fall. So I'm encouraged, but it's almost like, Cause where we like a second grader finally knows his ABCs. Hey, it's like, points? that deserves to get talked about, but... There's still a lot of way to go here. How many points per game? You think? It was 16.9 a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say 20 points a game right now. Okay. I mean, uh, again, 20 reserve, point, 20 point something. Reserve the right to change my mind. It's August 21st. Um, so, but yeah, 20 points a game. 20 yeah. point three, whatever. 20.5. Do you mean yeah. okay? 20. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, that's that's exactly right. 20 point something. And what's the league average? 24. So they're yeah. still a below-average offense when it comes to scoring offense. Yeah. I just don't know what – if you were to come on here into a microphone with conviction and say, this is going to be an upper half of the league offense, I just want substance that you're basing it on. No, and, this is going to be an ugly offense. Feeling. It's going to be an ugly yeah. – I told Broncos fans last week, hey, if you love this team, get ready for close games. I heard you say and this. And get ready for the car. ugly football. All right, but Stoke, if they're close games with Sean Payton, do you win more of those close games? You better. I hope so. I mean, that's the um, that's the Sean Payton effect, right? I mean, that's the that's right. why you have the veteran coach. Right. That's, he's been in these moments, and um, you hope that that's where you see the benefit of having a coach like him with a veteran quarterback that they're able to figure out ways to to win those games. Where last year they figure out ways to lose those games. Got to run something by him while while you guys are here. The strangest thing at halftime. So with one second. You know, the whole thing, everything at the end of halftime. So um, I'm watching the NFL Network broadcast, which was the Niners broadcast. They come out of halftime, and they say there's an NFL rule. If there's one second or less, or less than two seconds, you can't review that play. It can't be reviewed for the, the, the spike or how much time's left on the clock. If the referees say one second or less, they say this on the Niners broadcast. I reached out. I, I talked to Cliss. Have you ever heard that? Never heard it. Troy, you ever hear that? Never heard it. Reached out to Steve Levy. You ever heard that? Never heard it. Think it's a college thing. Didn't hear it. So why on the Niners broadcast? Think about this for a second. Are they coming out on the air and saying that's a rule? First, I'd ask, have you guys ever heard that? And then why is that coming out on the Niners broadcast? I never heard it. No. No, I mean, like, that's just ridiculous. Why under two minutes everything's reviewable except for under two seconds? 
that's that's like so it's reviewable for the last one minute and fifteen right, seconds, right. but no, not the last two. Right. It that just think about it. Just think about I, it. Folks. I, that, that, that I sounds, agree. So now you can't challenge that at all, and they won't look at it if it's under two seconds. Like those are the most important plays <laughs> in all of the game, and we're gonna take that. Two seconds and say, where do we stop? Two seconds? Three seconds? One second? That's no. That, there's no chance that that is legit. Okay, there's so no why, chance. why are they saying that coming out of halftime on the Niners broadcast? They're, they probably made a mistake. I don't know. How Does that you, make sense? So why would why would that be a, a, a rule? Makes sense. It makes no sense. None. No. But yeah. it's the only reason, theoretically, why there was not much of a review and it just sort of happen like that. I think I mean, it's a preseason game. I think but um, why would they s- and and they and they um because they would say You don't think somebody went into their booth at halftime and try to sweet talk them a little bit on the home broadcast about what was going on? I mean, so you're going to just make up something? You're just going to make up something that doesn't exist. Hey, say this on your broadcast of why we didn't review it, then like and, and you're just going to lie and just make it up and give false information to your viewers. I would I think th- this is crazy. I'll play the audio. I got this the audio. This is insane that we'll, we would like, we'll, we'll like they would even think about doing yes, something actually, like that. I've never heard of it. If you guys got the audio, I don't know if you guys have it or not or whatever. It's so strange. It's so weird that it stood out to me. And I well, thought, yeah. First of all, they should have just called a touchdown, and then you can review it, right? Like, just that's the simplest thing for any ref to do. Touchdown, okay, let's go look at it. And then you can sort of do whatever you need to do with it. But the concept that you don't look at a spike. Yeah, but if the guy's like a full yard short, I mean, you're not going to call it a touchdown. Uh, okay, but I, I, didn't think, think I, he was, I didn't even think he was close to getting in. You thought geez, he was I in? thought he rolled over. And when oh. I first saw it, Maybe, I thought yeah, when okay. he did it, he kind of rolled over. I uh, thought it was close enough. Okay, I got you. Uh, right, but but then let's take that out yeah. of it because the spike happened with one second to go. So you can't review, like, whether or not you clocked it in time. Why can't you? I, I well, think is, I, that, is that like non-reviewable play? Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Like, I could understand if they say, hey, clocking the ball is, is not a reviewable play, but you can't tell me that under two seconds you can't review anything. It's bizarre. Like, never heard it. I never heard it either. You never heard it, right? No, I think it's... Um Fake news. I think it's a regional broadcast, like, oh, yeah. for the love of God, like, there's mistakes left and right. Yeah. yeah right. But that is a weird thing to just make up if you weren't sure about it Why coming out of just time? review the thing to start I with? I don't know. Like, I they don't know. always do. I don't know. They always do. But that's they, always, they always get together. Right. That's the only way. I, they always get together. Guys, is that then, a touchdown for the Broncos if they get one more play? Do they hand the ball to Jaleel McLaughlin at the one-yard line and they get in? No, and that's, no I, it's I, not a touchdown? You don't no, think they score? I think you kick a field goal and go up because I think the score was, was it, uh, well, now I'm forgetting, six, I think three. it was 6-3 maybe. You would have kicked a field goal not just gone for it on the half-yard line you know, with I, one I, second before halftime? I haven't thought about it, but I, I don't know. Dude, I, I think they pound that puppy in. They and might be right. You might be seven yeah, points what, Broncos. Regardless, the Broncos got jobbed, I thought. I, I watched oh, yeah. it ten times. And the ball hit the ground. There was still a second left. I thought it was super weird. Well, especially Bowling now, game. you got the sky judge up there. So what do you do as a referee group? You huddle up. Yeah. They get in your ear, and they say, hey, there was one second left on the clock. So then the ref comes back and says, um, you know, after further discussion, <laughs> we have ruled that there's one second left right. on the clock. Broncos have one play with one second at the one yard line. I mean, that's that's what you do. I think it was just a preseason game. They're like, yeah. look, it's like Ask. whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. And it's like we're just going to go into halftime. See, it felt we're like- tired. We're trying to keep this game going. I want to go get my hot dog yeah. and, and get my snacks. Denver at right. 10.50 and 
and we're not missing it. Well, I thought it was really interesting. The home broadcast did not bring it up as the play was happening, nor in their tees going into halftime. They didn't show it. But here they come on the kickoff, and all of a sudden they're explaining that rule again. And to me, that just feels like somebody went in and talked to them about, about, like, what's going on. Or something happened there. But it was one of the most bizarre things. And the fact that Steve Levy, that's really interesting, though, because Steve Levy, if you talk to them, wouldn't you talk to the Broncos broadcast, too? So, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's super strange. It's one of the weirder things that I've seen because a broadcast team is just making up an NFL rule. Or someone would just make up a rule and tell them. Someone told them something wrong and they ran with it. You want to hear it? Yes. Yeah, I'd love to. They could have looked at that last time, last play to see if there was time left on the clock, but there would have had to be two seconds on the clock as the NFL rule T Rock and not one second. Zane Gonzalez, strong legged kicker, will pick up a touchback. Yeah, that's good. I mean, he says with confidence. (laughs) Right. Can that actually be a rule? Do, do you think that's a rule? There's no chance, right? right? What would be the reasoning behind that? If you right. clock the ball, you clock the ball. It doesn't matter if it's two seconds, one seconds, ten oh, seconds. Oh, actually, you know what? Play it again. Actually, play it a little bit longer, Kevin, because he goes on to explain why it's a rule. So I'm sorry. One second. Zane Gonzalez, well, strong-legged kicker, will pick up a touchback. Yeah, for the human error element. Exactly. It would, I think you know it's preseason for the officials, too. I think in, in a real For case. the human error element. So his explanation is, whoever the analyst is for the Niners broadcast, the, it's it's one second, not two seconds, because of the human error element. Oh, that would be it. more of a reason to review exactly. it and to factor right. in the human like, error. Yes, because people make mistakes with one second left, and it can cost you a game. It can cost you the halftime where you don't get another play. So, And I can't challenge it. You can't challenge it. So that makes no sense. All plays under two minutes, we've always been told this, unless that's not right. All plays under two minutes are now reviewed uh, by the booth. The reason this is such a big deal, look at the parity. You're totally right. Look at the parity this year. Look how many close games are going to be there for the Broncos. I mean, is it a new rule change? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. I never heard of it before. The larger conversation here that you're getting to, D, eventually is that this. Do you want the false positive of winning a bunch of close games when you have to make a decision on Russell Wilson? Do you want that? Do you want to be the Vikings last year where they were, what, 8-0 or whatever in one-score games? Down on whatever Russell Wilson? No, not at all. Well, yeah, do, you want, yes. do you want the false positive of you want a bunch of one-score games, which doesn't happen in the league? You're I going to get it. that for yes. Sean Payton. Yes, I do want You're it. going to get that. I, but well, that no. could lead you down the road where you make oh, a decision well. about your quarterback that what? you're paying him a lot of money to run, uh, you know, to be average. I see That's what you're hoping for. What, did you find out something? And I'm not trying to ruin, uh, buck your momentum here, uh, Cease, but you guys got a few hours to talk about it. I'm seeing a Bleacher Report article about college football that you can only spike the ball up until three seconds, and you can't do it with one or two seconds left. And yeah, Steve but that's Levy, totally different. And Steve Levy told me that. They yeah. said the review, you couldn't review anything under two seconds. That's what that guy said on the broadcast. He didn't say anything about spiking the ball. Right, We've right. seen people spike the ball in one, one second, second yeah, be on yeah, the clock yeah, yes, in the yes, NFL. Yes, yes. And think about think it. About it. We're, talk, we're talking about the NFL, not college. <laughs> no, I, I know. We're I know. talking about college. And think about yeah. two different rules. And this is why so, Steve Levy. But I saw one that was compatible with this one. I'm like, could it be? Oh, but that, <laughs> could that, it be? that explains hey, why Steve you, Levy, who's done a million college games, wrote back to me and said, that's a college rule. I'm not aware of it in the NFL. Oh, he did say that. Okay. He did say that. Okay. You do more research, you come back, and you lead off the show with it tomorrow. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, Steve Levy. Hey, Steve Levy. 
never pr- pronounce Albert O's name again. Have we gone down the road oh, far it, enough with this? It, it was the okay way Boonum, and oh, I was like, oh my god, dude, this is year number three of this. Just oh, stop. Right. Don't try it. Just move forward. Albert O, anything you want, just stop. And by the way, Josh Jacobs deleted a tweet that said, because uh, there's reports coming out he's going to report to camp. Yeah. This is the Broncos week one opponent, okay? This is the league le- yardage scrimmage leader last year, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He deleted the tweet. Because he said, no, I'm not. And then he deleted it. Oh, oh so oh, oh, oh. Well, see, see some movement in. there. Yeah, the, I think the Broncos need to be looking for backup quarterbacks. Like, we got a ton of stuff to get to, D. So, all right. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but yeah, regional broadcast guys got something wrong. Well, that's not my bubble, Cecil. We're off to a roaring start right here. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the Ryan Harris apology in a second. This is the drive on the fan.